Welcome back to another episode of Society 97. I'm Kellen. And I'm Emily. And we are here with a, another episode. But this week's a little different. And we're actually doing our an interview. So we're back. With a guest. Yeah, an in-studio guest. Yeah, an in-studio guest. Her name is Mary. Say hello. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. <laughs> She's going to be here with us from start to finish this time. I think it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Basically, what happened this week with you? This week was uh, uneventful. I didn't do much. <laughs> but yesterday, I went to the Preds game. And things started out good and not a shit show. <laughs> and then turned into a shit show really quickly. So that's where we're at uh, right now. I'm currently fighting off this demonic hangover. And we here we are. But yeah, last night, I went out downtown, which I never go out downtown like i hate no. i hate broadway I don't, skip I don't know about you yeah i don't know about you but like broadway is not where it's at and i feel no. like all locals <laughs> kind of feel that way too like you just don't. yeah completely no <laughs> yeah. you will not find me at broadway <laughs> unless it, if i'm there that means somebody is visiting me exactly yes time. exactly yeah. and like downtown's fun like i will give it that like it does have like a little like you know cool sparkle to it that like midtown doesn't but like at the same yeah. time not trying to yeah. get down there. So anyways, that was already notch number one in the mistakes made was going to Broadway. And I feel like every time you go out on Broadway too, it's like you have to drink more to put up with like all of the tourists and all of the crap, you know? So like yeah, one thing led to another and I ended up three sheets to the fucking wind and uh, woke up this morning just feeling like I I, I, I posted on my Snapchat story because my whole Snapchat is essentially just a confessional like I don't it is it's, it's quite obnoxious but I posted on there and I was like I woke up with like like a bag of chocolate chips just like on my bedside table and like crackers all over the floor like it was that kind of night so yeah that was my uh I guess highlight and low light of the week. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really do much this week. Like I kind of just worked, right? Like that's kind of yeah. the life we live in. Um, But yeah, I guess like my like thing that kind of like struck me this week where I was like, oh my gosh, I was on TikTok and there was this girl, her uh, TikTok handle is chatty Maddie one. And she was bringing up about how like you can see if couples are like happy in like a picture. And I thought it was like kind of interesting because like we were going into like this topic of today and it was like how you can see like their dynamic through one picture. It's like and it's so true. Like, I don't know, you can see couples from like home or whatever and you're like, OK, y'all aren't actually. I know. What were her examples? I'm curious. <laughs> um, I don't remember. Actually, this is embarrassing. <laughs> this is fine. Like, yeah. I honestly I don't think she gave specific ones, but she was like, oh, because she wasn't. OK, so actually, yeah, she didn't give specific ones because she was trying like people were sending them into her and they were like, oh, like, how do how do we look like? Can you like rate us or whatever? And she's like, no, I'm not going to like do <laughs> yeah. that. But she like, gave examples of her friend, actually. And it was like, um. Like, them just, like, living life and, like, seeing pictures of them just, like, and their, like, dynamic. And you can, like, feel, like, their vibe through the pictures. And everyone's like, I don't think that they look happy. She's like, well, yeah, because they're not, like, kissing each other or, like, posing for the camera. But right. it's just, like, they're just, like, living life and they, like, look happy to be with each other. Yeah. And, like, I think it's interesting that, like, I was thinking about that then, too. Like, you'll go on Facebook and I was, like, going through because I was, like oh yeah no they don't that's fake that's for the cameras like that's not interesting it. maybe I, I should send her some old photos where was she back in 2020 for me that's all i'm saying yeah i know it's it's so true though because i feel like also it's always the people who like look a little too happy or like too perfect you're like something's not right here 
especially with social media like it's so easy to just like fake everything oh yeah and it's like and i also think that like we were talking about this when i showed her like the tiktok and i was like i think it's interesting because like there's either a couples that don't post absolutely anything and then there's couples that post way too much and then there's like a happy medium couple and truthfully i think that those happy medium couples are like they're the ones who like there's some weird shit going down like (laughs) yeah yeah and i can attest that so um, fun story. My best friend is actually dating my brother and oh, they've wow. been dating for over a year now and they've never posted, but they also just don't post in general. Right. Yeah. So that's like not really They're who not they are. They're not like social media people. But like you wouldn't know they're dating unless you actually know them and talk to them. And so it's so interesting because they yeah. never post about it. But I always talk about it. But exactly. Like, so. right. Because, like, either you're not posting about it at all because, like, you're happy and, like, you're in a healthy relationship and, like, you don't really care. Or, like, you post all the time because, like, that's just what you do. Mm-hmm. But, right, if you're, like, a, in the middle, like, mostly it's about everything else and then, like, sporadically just throw in one of the significant other. It's, like, that doesn't fit the feed. That no. was off. Yeah. That you're trying to prove something here and y'all got into a fight. Yeah, <laughs> like, truly. Something isn't right. Especially from like the guy's perspective. But yeah, yeah I just Completely. thought that was like an interesting thing and also kind of relates to today's topic. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting because I mean, you guys probably have so many examples too, but there have been times like I've seen couples fight and then like the next day they post a story and they're on a date night and they're like so lovey-dovey and I'm like, no, you guys are ready to like slit each other's throats yes. last night at the bar. Yes. <laughs> How, like, come on. Exactly. You know? And like so. everybody else knows it, but they think that they're doing an amazing job just like yeah. hiding that shit. Did you do anything fun this week or? <laughs> I mean, I launched a book this week. So that was. Hey! That's so true. Congratulations. Yeah, I so love that. That was my week. And that's what it yeah, was all centered around. So very exciting. That's so interesting. And we're so excited because we actually got books yes. to read. And we've been dying to finish reading it because she sent us some like little like snippets of the book. And it's, oh my gosh. Yeah. We're dying. Yeah. But anyway, into recs of the week. My rec. Okay, so I just bought these shoes this past week because my sister and I are going to New York uh, to see a Casey Musgraves concert soon. Oh my gosh. So, so jealous. I, I'm so excited. It was my wedding present to her. I was like, this is very selfish. She was like, what did you get Steven, which is her husband? And I was like, nothing. I a sister-in-law. Him. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was like, me. I, um. I love like him, but yeah. like, let's get you guys away. Like, you don't need to be with each other all the time, you know? So I bought these Converse and I know it's like so like lame, but uh, con- it's like the Chuck Taylor all-star move. And I don't know. I think they're like, those are cool. cute. They're like platform. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They're all white. Love. They're platform. They like just, I don't know. They have like a little flair to them, but yet they can like go with everything. Totally. So I would 10 out of 10 recommend those. I bought them specifically for New York because like we're going to be walking around a lot. You need something comfy, practical. So yeah, that's would be my recommendation. And I can't wait to wear them. So yeah. So I use Olplex shampoo and conditioner like and it has saved my hair, but it is so damn expensive. Yeah. And the size is just tiny. So in between buying them, I will use that uh, Kristen. Is it Kristen S? What yeah, is it? it's Kristen S, I think, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Kristen S hair. But I just use like the pink one. And They're it's... all pink, bitch. Oh, well. I think so. No, I think there's some like purple yeah. and gray ones. Okay, we'll give it to They've you. expanded. They've expanded. Yeah, the product yeah, yeah, line. yeah, yeah. I, I use like the OG, like the pink, like the, the just original like formula. Just shampoo, like just. The shampoo and the conditioner. And okay. they, first of all, they smell amazing. And second, like I feel like it's, it's, better than like a tresemme in level of like 
quality but also it's you're not breaking the bank with it and I feel like it's done a good job to like keep my hair like the same level as like what an Olplex does and it's it's good in between so it's the Kristen S the one signature like shampoo and conditioner that's the one I've been using and I really like it and honestly like you know when you switch shampoos like sometimes like your hair can like get greasy or like whatever yeah, that's the worst. it didn't like have that like rejection period where it like your body is or your hair is like no like this is not working so like I really like it I think it's Awesome. it's good but obviously uh we have mary on today and she mentioned like her book her book launched this week which mm -hmm. is so exciting uh so like why don't you tell us about a little bit about your book and use that as your rec yes um i know that will be my recommendation yes, <laughs> on amazon go um, buy it go buy it subtle, subtle plug. i know i'm so happy that you plugged that in as my rec yeah there you go have to. um thank there you, you for that yes <laughs> No, I am so excited to be here with you ladies. Um, you guys, this studio is adorable. So we <laughs> just like you. need to take a moment for it because I'm loving all the pink vibes in oh, here um, and all the feminine energy. It's so <laughs> yes. great. Um, but yes, so my name is Mary. Um, I just moved to Nashville a little over a year ago. So originally from California. Um, and as much as I wish being an author is my full-time job, it's not. So I <laughs> yeah. also work in tech, but I started this book writing journey at the beginning of 2021 and just finished it at the end of 2021. And then it just launched this month. Um, so, so exciting. very exciting. Yes. And, um, jump into what the book is about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Into, like, 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 a quick little yeah, summary. Little, yeah. Quick little synopsis. <laughs> um, so the title is Unveiling Alice and it is told from Alice's perspective. So, mm -hmm. Basically, this is a 20-something-year-old girl, and her life is mapped out for her. She has the perfect fiancé. She has the perfect career. Her wedding is coming up. It is days away. Um, and you find out in the first chapter, so it's not a big spoiler alert, but um, <laughs> that is stripped away, and her fiancé calls off the engagement. It's very sudden, um, and she's left feeling very lost, humiliated, filled with shame, and she kind of has to move back home for a little bit and find out, like, what are my next steps? And so you're going on this journey with her, and it's really raw and real um, in terms of the emotions from Alice's perspective mm -hmm. because this is a story inspired by an event in my life mm -hmm. um, that happened to me. Um, and I really wanted to kind of take that opportunity to own my story and turn it into a magical, beautiful ending. And so... That's what it is. Um, and so you're going to you're gonna laugh at her. You're going to cry with her. You're going to feel all the things. Oh, you're going to be like, this. why are you doing that, Alice? Mm -hmm. And but at the same time, um, you're going to cheer her on in the end. And um, it's it's really fun. It's exciting. It's, oh. a, it's a fast and easy read. I cannot me. wait to read this tonight. Like, this is my, like, yeah. Sunday Scaries are not here today because yeah. we're about to read this book today. I mean, I if there's one thing to fucking cure this hangover, it's probably going to be this book. <laughs> like, like, when I tell you, so we when we first connected and we were like kind of asking a little bit of information about the book just so we kind of knew what it was about and she sent us over like two little like previews of mm -hmm. the book and when I tell you like the moment I in like got to the end of the preview I was like all right like I gotta read this right now <laughs> you were like but it, it ended like yeah where, where is this like what? yeah <laughs> yeah and and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it as well because like I just finished like my master's and so I was reading so much just like like research style stuff and so it kind of like took the fun of reading away from me for a bit and so I haven't picked up a like a actual book mm -hmm. for fun yeah since then so this is like perfect timing because now I'm not doing that and like uh -huh. I have been wanting to read more we were talking about it the other day like we both love reading but we're like just haven't gotten a good book rec recently so now that we have this it's like yes. literally perfect timing so exciting and when I like 
it's really hard for me to like books when I love them. I'm like everyone. I'm like read it. Like, yeah, you need it. Yeah, so I'm, that's yeah. why I'm so excited to like read this. And it's also yeah. I feel like super relevant to the times and like our time right now. It oh, totally is relevant. Yeah. Yeah. So it's easy to connect to her, and I feel like you feel like you might be her. Well, already from, like, what we've already read, it's like, <laughs> oh, no, yes. No, and I, and I think that's what's so great about it, right, is, like, you, because we are, like, this 20-something girl, like, mm-hmm. even just reading the preview, I was like, oh, bitch, like, yes. Yes, yeah. I know. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Oh, completely, yeah. But I think we're going to get more into the book a little bit later in the episode. Yeah. Because we have a lot of questions for you yes. first. Yeah. Um, so this week's topic is shit happens. Right. It's it life. Does. Things happen in life and you just kind of have to pick yourself up and keep moving on. Yeah. And in and, and, and things that are out of your control. Yes. Right. And that I feel like that's one of the hardest parts in life is just like realizing like things are going to happen, but you can't always have control over every element of your life. And 100%. so that's kind of like, yeah, like what we want to talk about today. And it kind of falls in line perfectly with like the book and like shit happens. But uh, yeah. Before we get really into that topic, do you kind of want to tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself? Like, how old are you? Where are you from? What do you do for yes. work? Because, like you said, you're not an author full time. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I am 26, but I will say so when I had met my ex fiance, that obviously kicked off the storyline. Um, <laughs> I was 23. So I was, yeah, really right. young when that happened. Um, got engaged when I was 24, and then the engagement when I was 25, and then here I am publishing book 26. So it has been quite the journey. Um, so completely the under, yeah, I completely <laughs> understand. I know the 20s are, oh, they're such a pivotal time, yes. but like such a defining time. Um, yes, yeah, so I live in Nashville now. I'm originally from California, though, so yes. What part of California? Um, I grew up Central California, okay. and then I went to school down south, so my school journey was a little bit unique, too. I started mm-hmm. off at UC Santa Barbara. Okay. Um, big school, but I was, had been coming from a small town, and so mm-hmm. I was a big fish in a little pond being, yes. like, a little goldfish in, like, an ocean, truly. Um, yeah. And so I will be the first to say, like, I did not make any friends. My freshman year of college, it was really hard, so decided, all right, I'm going to take a step back, look at some smaller schools, went to a community college for a year, and then I transferred to a smaller private university called Cal Lutheran in Thousand Oaks in mm-hmm. California, mm-hmm. Um, and then just made the best of friends there who oh, have been amazing. so supportive even throughout this book journey too. Um, yeah, truly just the best friendships there. Um, so that's where I went to school, and I now work in tech, so I'm a sales trainer for a tech company. And I absolutely love that. I mean, my day-to-day is I get to onboard new reps and just help them be successful there and reach their full potential. And this is the first time, too, that I've been under, like, such great leadership. I mean, truly, I respect and trust my boss, trust, you know, my boss's boss. And I love it. I love our product, what we do, what we get to help, you know, brands achieve. And so... It's it's so exciting, and I work remotely too, so that's that a helps. big thing too. Yeah, um, I work remotely, so I don't get to see my coworkers all the time. But I think it's such a testament to like where I work at and how great it is. The fact that I feel so connected to everybody there, even though I don't see them on a you know day to day in person basis. So yeah, no, that's yeah. awesome, and it's really cool because we had coffee right before this to kind of like you know break the ice, get to know each other a little bit. Yeah. And we like we learned all about that about you and so much more. And like I'm just so excited to. Yeah. Jump in but okay, answer. so I guess I have a question. So you're from California, you work remotely, but why Nashville? Like what mm-hmm. brought you to like Nashville specifically? Yeah, definitely. I know. I get this question asked all the time. Mm-hmm. So it, I needed a fresh start. One of my sisters lives out here. She went to school here and she had roommate moving out and I've always loved it. I've been out to visit several yeah. times yeah. and 
I always had kind of like my heart set on Nashville after seeing it when she moved out here. And so I was like, all right, I got to get out there. And it just opened up and it opened up at the right time. And it just felt like a no brainer. I was like, absolutely, I'm going to go. And I truly like just packed up suitcases, hopped on a flight and moved here. And since I worked remotely at my previous company that I was at, I was like, all right, I'm taking off a Friday. And then Monday morning, I was like on a meeting with a <laughs> whole new background. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm in Nashville now. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I, I love it. So, the small town I grew up in, California, it's not like how people envision California, like San Francisco or San Diego. Like, I'm where it's like ag centered, like really small mm, town, okay. yeah. back roads and everything. And so this sounds is like perfect... where I'm from in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so this is that perfect blend of like city, small town, country vibes. And yes. I love yes. country music too. Yeah. So it fits perfect. It yeah. really is. It, it. I was actually went home. I'm from around Philly area. Not really, but like close enough. And like I went home and I was visiting a friend and we were in Philly walking around and I was like, Nashville is not a city compared to this. Like it's like the biggest small town you'll yes. ever go to. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? But it's also like super cute and super fun and mm-hmm. like it has everything you need to be a city, but it's not a city. Like compared to like a New York, a Philly, a Boston, like it's just Yeah, like it, the metro area itself is like comparatively small. And it it's not like an overwhelming place. Like in a lot of a lot of cities, especially like like you just said, like you kind of just like picked up and moved. You're like, I'm gonna go. But a lot of times when we do that or we move to a new city, it's like super overwhelming because of just the sheer size. But Nashville like never feels like that. Like mm-hmm. you never feel like overwhelmed by like the city itself. And I I think I really like that because it's like exactly like you said, like coming from like a smaller town, like it's a nice transition it's a, yeah it's a perfect it's a perfect starter city because it's like that like it's comfortable but yet it also is like a quote-unquote like city yeah yeah Definitely. and I feel like everybody here is on the same page like yes. everybody's friendly welcoming yeah. lots of us are obviously like people who just moved here yeah. in the past five years or so it's it's so much fun I I have yet to like stumble upon someone that I'm like oh wow like you are so mean I truly <laughs> yeah. just like everyone here is so kind and just Everybody just wants to have a good time. Yes. Yeah. Whether it's like, a coffee shop, Trader Joe's, yes. a bar, everybody's like it, it the vibe and the energy here is so contagious. And I feel like people are like they're laid back, but yet we're also so motivated in life to like do different things. Like you don't just live here. Not that like you can't, but like you don't just necessarily live here and just like okay with doing like one thing. Like you have like like we all have side hustles and like we're all yeah. doing something. It's like that like you're trying to just do other things in life and experiment. And I think that's like also really cool about being here. But also like you say that a lot because of like music is yeah, very totally. prevalent here, which I'm not blessed with. So yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not musical, but you know no, what? No, it's not for me. Yeah. It is cool though. Like you meet a lot of like, like you said, like I've yet to meet somebody who's just like a bad person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And especially when you go to a big city, I feel like there's a lot of like trial and error with the people that you meet, but here there's really not. Like you don't ever have like bad conversation with people or like nothing in common, mm-hmm. which is something interesting about Nashville too is like a lot of people who live here aren't from here, and so that's nice as well cuz it's it's very like melting pot of like people from all over. It's yeah. not it's not just like uh everybody who lives here grew up here. So Definitely. It's nice. Well, I think it's time to get into this week's topic. Yeah, let's do it. So the overall message again, guys, shit happens. It's life. And we're about to get into probably for a 23-year-old, 24-year-old, the worst thing that could possibly happen for you in that moment. Like (laughs) life just crumbles around you and like 
I feel like, I mean, I would, I'm just talking for you, but I feel like you're like, what the fuck do I do now? Like, yeah. wh- where do I go from here? Like I am in like, this is the worst thing ever. Um, but yeah, like life just doesn't go according to plan. And we've all been in situations that, like the universe like doesn't want to see us win. No. And I know like you've been mm-hmm. in situations like within this past couple of years, like in the transition of like leaving yeah. school and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, when I graduated was literally when the pandemic was like popping the fuck off. Like, yeah. like it, it just really decided to screw a lot of people over. And I mean, different than your situation, but similar in the fact I felt like I had no direction. I had no control over anything. And that was like the most frustrating part uh and so yeah like I graduated and I had a job lined up to go move to California but for something I had no interest in doing and the cards weren't right Mm -hmm. and I just really decided like okay I can either go do that and be miserable or I can just pivot completely and do something totally different and uh yeah like when life throws shit at you you literally have like two choices and one is like to just kind of sit in it or to like take charge and that's kind of like what you were speaking to uh when we were first getting in contact is this concept of like owning your story and like owning your life and like taking control of it and so yeah for me it was more like school job kind of thing but I feel like a lot of people can just relate to that feeling of like you think everything is going according right, like to plan. In your head, you have it mapped out so perfectly. Yeah. And like my life is set up because it would never happen to me that I'm not going to get a job and do yeah. this. And it's like, eh, that's not it at all. And I think it's interesting because I think you have a completely different perspective. Like hers is school, but also right. you have a different perspective on that. Oh, yeah. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. And I, I already gave that example of like having to transfer like – different Mm -hmm. colleges and that was already such a difficult time when I was 18 and everybody was like oh Mary's gonna go off and do so well and it's moving to Santa Barbara do big things at this big university and I was like actually that's false I ate like almost every meal by myself I didn't have friends like I did well academically but socially I was nothing and I I didn't have community there um and so that's I love that you say that because I do think like this book will resonate with it it doesn't have to be heartbreak like you know trauma and difficulties they all have different shapes and forms Mm -hmm. and so that's like the big thing that I want people to understand it's like oh I didn't go through that so I don't know if I'll relate it's like no you will absolutely relate like and if you don't feel what Alice feels like at some point in your life you will because that's just the reality and that's life and that's also what shapes us and I would actually feel bad for someone if they ever like didn't go through anything that was difficult because I think there's like so much growth right like the characters that like you build in yourself and you're like wow I'm actually stronger than I like thought right yeah we all are yeah yeah we like in one of our previous episodes kind of talked about this idea of like for both of us in order to kind of become the people who we are right now in what would I think we would qualify as like the most truest versions of ourselves that we've ever been able to like obtain was because of all of this horrible just like traumatic events that had occurred but it was like it sucked that that happened but also like the things that you learn about yourself really that Mm -hmm. like make it worth it it's almost like you look back and you're like man I wish that didn't happen but also like I'm kind of happy I'm kind of thankful right like but I mean 
we could sit here and talk about school all day. Yeah. <laughs> of that. Yeah. But I think you have a very unique situation, especially being so young. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'll speak to that and let the listeners know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'll give a quick synopsis. So, um, I mean, the year was 2020. I mean, we all know it was going down that year. Um, Not the but, year for most people. <laughs> yeah. For most people. It started off really great for me, though. I got engaged and I was with someone who – um, I loved deeply, um, as you would be when you're right. you know, getting ready to marry them. And uh, <laughs> picture falling, no worries. Um, the show must go on. I know. And <laughs> I know, perfect metaphor to my life. <laughs> Things oh. are falling apart. Um, yeah. No, but uh, yeah, so midst of a pandemic and knew we wanted a short engagement. And about five months later, um, that engagement ended. And so really left me feeling lost, confused, but just like how you talked about, Emily, like you have a decision to make in that moment. You can sit there and dwell in it and look at it and be the victim of it all. And It's really easy to do that as well. That is easier to do. It is easier to sit there and be mad at someone. Mm -hmm. It is a lot harder to pick yourself back up and want to go forgive someone and move forward. Mm -hmm. And I just – because so many things had happened out of my control, it wasn't my decision, a lot of ways that the breakup was unfolding completely out of my control. Right. I just, I lost everything. I had moved to this other state to be with this person and I was really on their turf, their time, everything. And I, right. and those are lots of things that I've had to learn too because mm-hmm. I, I lost so much of myself in order for this relationship to work, I think. And so I realized like I have to one, find myself again, but I have to own this and I, no one's going to recreate my life and my next steps for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. People are going to care for me, and people absolutely did. Right. But no one's going to make it happen for, for me. I have to make that happen for myself. And so I made that decision, and, you know, I moved to a new city about two months after it happened. Um, I decided to start writing. Um, there were just lots of different ways of going about it and healing. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the story. Yeah, well – and like you kind of already mentioned, like you you have two options here, right? Like you can either go and sit and dwell in it, which I'm sure you did, and I'm sure you like still have moments, or you like have as you or, should, like yeah, allow like, yourself. Of to course, just of feel course, like thing. cry it out, like yeah. as you should. But like, also, you seem like a very positive person and someone that's always gonna like kind of take it as a learning lesson, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, in that moment, were you thinking like, where do I live? What people do I tell? Like, what what's my next step? Because like. In this moment, like you said, like you were days away from getting married to a person that you thought you were going to spend the rest of your life with. And like as especially like most people, but like females, like you have like a house in your mind, you have kids in your mind, you have like all of this stuff that like you think is like a fairy tale ending and story written. And that just kind of is taken away from you. So like in your mind, like what were your step like next steps in that moment? Like, (sighs) yeah. So first it was really just tactical. I mean, I was living in another state. And so I was like, the rest of my family was in California. And I just really quickly was realizing like, okay, I have to like kind of pick up and figure out those next steps. And I was very thankfully working for a remote company at the time too. So like work wasn't too much of a shift for me. Um, But those were honestly my next steps and they had to be. It wasn't at first, but there were things kind of going on in the breakup that I was like, oh, they're really done. Like yeah. he's yeah. done with this. This isn't like a um, joke today. <laughs> this isn't. Yeah, yeah. This isn't this isn't something where he's going to change his mind mm-hmm. tomorrow. This isn't something where I I don't think he's thinking as much about like my well being right now and I really have to take care of myself. Yes. Yeah. So it really just became like I like practical next steps, just take care of that. 
Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, thinking about like everything else, I it it comes back to, and I've just learned so much about myself, and that's why like self reflection is so important. Like therapy is so important. Right. But I just realized like, oh, I really care about my image, and which is good and bad to a fault. Um, right. But I, I very think that's much everybody was, does, and to, to also sit there and think of that in that moment, that's hard to also be like, why am I putting myself first when or like. Not necessarily putting yourself first, but, like, you're trying to think about other things, I guess. Like, totally. how do I get him back? What do I – like, you know what I mean? And, like, you're sitting here like, okay, how do I make myself feel okay yeah. and be good to others? Totally. And I think the thing – I was like, how am I ever going to, one, get through this? Like, when mm-hmm. the physical pain of something like that is also just so hard. I yeah. remember the next day I had a friend tell me, like, you just need – next day, get out for a walk. Just get outside. And it took me – 27 minutes to walk a mile like my body just like physically could not move I was in pain like the physical pain it's people who have been in experiences like this or just have had something like that or uh, I would say I relate it a lot to a death like yeah I mean it is your heart aches right like you and there's no like pain like it and there's no way to describe it like yeah 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 it's insane and so I just quickly was like, all right, I in some way have to like salvage my reputation because I think I had made so much of my identity in like getting married mm-hmm. at this age and to this man and what our life was going to be. And I about a week or so after had like taken photos down because I mean, just the day before I like posted a story about us getting married soon. And some people knew it was coming up. Right. And so when a week had passed, there were actually some people who reached out. They're like, hey, when are we going to get to see wedding photos? And I realized, like, oh, my gosh, people are watching me. Right. And it feels like and, – and not in a malicious way. I think people were just genuinely curious. People are – I don't want to say, like, oh, people are out to, like, be nosy about it. I think people are just genuinely happy for you. And, you know, so there's lots of hard conversations. Also, that's a like, part of social media, too, uh, yeah. right? Like – I mean, we all have those couples that we still follow from like high school and you're like, what? Like, you know, you whether good or bad, the reason or like those people that you follow, just like watch them. Not in like, like you said, like a malicious way. Yeah. It's just like you put so much of your life out on social media that like you kind of forget that other people are just as invested as you are in present day. Totally. And it's, I mean, think about this way, like when someone you really care about is going through something hard, it hurts and affects you too. Mm -hmm. And that, that also just bleeds into a big lesson that I had to learn. Like I was so closed off and talking about things. Mm -hmm. And I've realized, especially like this past week with releasing this book and, you know, some of my closest friends and family who went through it with me the closest, they're reliving it. They're like, yeah, this is making me cry and hurt because I remember that moment. I remember seeing you there, or I remember sharing those tears with you. And And I forget about that. And I'm like, it's totally true. Like, if you are an empathetic person, you sit there and you feel that with someone. So, yeah. That's a lot. Like, I, I don't – I just feel like for someone to take on and, like, we've, I think a lot of people can resonate with that, whether it's an engagement being broken off or just, like, a relationship or, like, you said, like, a death or a family member or whatever. Like, so many people can relate to that feeling. Yeah. And – there's no easy way and there's no rhyme or reason of how to get through it, right? Like, but there's like coping mechanisms and things that you can do in those moments. Like you've Mm -hmm. already like talked about like for you, like it was getting out and getting, taking a walk. And like, that was one of the hardest things for you, but yet like you had to do that for yourself. Was there other things like next day, week, month or whatever that like you kind of started to do to like 
like you like a reference like get you back like mm-hmm. be merry again yeah. like how did yeah. you get to that point because that's something that like i mean we talk about a lot like we've been in relationships like it's taken me years sometimes to get over not over people like right you can get over them fast but it's like finding yourself again takes a while to do yeah and then you're also like well i'm definitely not the same person i was exactly yeah two yeah, years yeah. ago when i met him I'm in such a different place for so many reasons um no there were lots of things that i did so um and I will say, like, I just I, – I was kind of forced to have to do those because of the way things were unfolding that I was like, okay, you have to pick yourself back up and right. you have to – like, no one's – like I said, no one's going to care for you. You have to do it and you have to want it for yourself. And yes. that's the big thing too. And you have to dig deep for that. And I understand it's hard, but it is so, so worth it. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. there's anything anybody could take away from this, it's that. Yes. Um. So – yeah, one of the big things, running was a big thing for me. So my mom is a runner. So okay. like, I would go on runs with her and her friend, and that was super helpful. And there's, like, a pivotal story, moment in the story, too, that did happen where I, like, ran this, like, half marathon a week after, which I did not think was going to be possible because, obviously, I'm just, like, physically in such yeah, a different yeah, state. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a it was a pivotal moment that really made me realize, like, oh, okay, I'm going to be strong enough to get through this. Mm-hmm. Um Therapy eventually was a really big thing for me, but I will be honest and say that I didn't get into that until about four, five months after the breakup. And it wasn't until like things really started to crumble my life. And I realized like, oh, on the outside, I'm doing lots of things that look like I've moved on. I moved to a new city. I got rid of all my stuff and revamped my wardrobe and I'm going out with friends and I'm posting about it and I'm running and I'm doing all this stuff and it looks great on paper. It looks great on social media. And then I'm internally not dealing with it. And I'm not welcoming. That's a big thing though. Yeah. Because I think like even in social media in general, like we were talking about this even before, like the posting and like like influencers and the stuff that they're doing, like they're putting on a front, but that's not really who they are deep down and like inside when the door closes at the end of the day. Like when you're sitting in bed with yourself, like you are not that person that's like putting up that front. Yeah. And to like actually deal with the pain is completely different because you can make yourself busy. Totally. You can you can get your time taken up so that you don't think about it. Yeah. But to sit there and like really just deal with your traumas is like Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially dealing with a uh, trauma too. It's a it's really easy to trick yourself into mm-hmm. thinking that you're over it or that you're you know, like, like you said, like I'm running, I'm feeling good. I'm doing the things and like, I'm hanging with my friends and just as easy as it is to trick people online. It's, it's easy to trick yourself yes. too. Yeah. And, um, we actually talked about, um, in our like fuck girl mentality episode, how important therapy was for yeah. us. But Kellen specifically like talked about how she was doing all of the things like you're talking about, like filling the voids and getting hobbies and mm-hmm. doing things to basically like, make herself feel better until she it realized like, like yeah oh completely and, and for me my experience with therapy was actually the opposite like I w- physically could not go out and do these things because I was like I need help from somebody yeah. and it, it's it is one of those things though like it's really scary at first to a admit it to yourself that you want to go because it kind of has this like ominous presence like oh you're going to therapy like oh god you must be like messed like messed up and it's like no like I'm going because like I know deep down like I should be feeling better than this and I think therapy's like it's such a powerful thing and I always literally all of my friends I'm like go to therapy like 
literally that like your answer Go like, there. <laughs> like literally because it's so easy to like put up with feeling bad and to like use things to mask the pain and but when you're just sitting with yourself like and you right I you think, like the easiest part is like you were saying like masking the pain of it and like making yourself look busy to others and like to others that you took this and like you just completely like 180 your life yeah and that's in a sense easier to do than to sit with oh yeah the pain yeah it's so hard but yeah going to therapy is definitely one of those things that like helps you refine yourself like so not like I, whether you did or you didn't but did you go to therapy like instantly or did it take you a while to get there so I knew at some point I was like I'm gonna need to go to therapy and yeah. I like, kind of looked but I wasn't like serious about my search and there was like a day where like my body physically just like anxiety and everything just built up and I lost it mm-hmm. um and I was like okay yeah I have to this is now like physical ailments are, yeah. you know coming into play so it's so true like your mind is such a powerful thing and will literally start controlling your body yeah. like Completely. you like yeah like when certain situations like we were talking about it it's like i can like make myself like have hives yeah it's so true it, it is crazy how powerful our minds are and like you said like this you had physical feelings of like sickness because of the way you were feeling Totally. And so when this all happened, I was really like, go, 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 because I I was moving from one state back home and then two months later moving from that state out here to Nashville. And so I was very much go, 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 still working. Didn't really take too much time off work because I needed to stay busy. I need, like, I Mm -hmm. I, I talked about that. My reputation was important. My image was important. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it was damaged so much by that breakup. I thought, like, that's all people are ever going to see me as now is, like, the girl who was, like, basically left at the altar, so to speak. And I was, like, I'm never going to recover from that. Like, I'm never going to find a guy who wants to love me again. I'm never going to, you know, like. Yeah, you think all those. Yeah, yeah. And people, they do, and it's, and I used to, like, hate it, but, like, when I would tell people and have to share that news with them like the pity just would come on their face yeah but it's natural and that's normal of course if somebody told me a difficult story like that I'd be like oh my goodness like yeah let me sit with you like let's talk about that let me hug you and I did not want that I did not want people to feel sorry for me and so I was just I wasn't talking about things so much I I talked about what had happened a lot and it's it still is very easy for me to you know recount the events of the breakup and say yeah this is what happened on this day and then this happened and this happened and you know, three weeks later, it's like vanished in the air. And now I'm having to move on and do all these things. But it was very hard for me to talk about like how I felt. And it was very hard for me to talk about like my relationship with this person and talk about that person. So Mm -hmm. that is where, and especially too with friends and family who are for, you know, understandably so very protective of me that I felt like anytime I would maybe try to talk about it, they're obviously always going to be on my side. And at the end of the day, I'm still very protective of this person yeah. and care about them, of course. And so therapy was definitely that safe space where I could go and like really share things because this person didn't know that person. Mm-hmm. They barely know me. They don't know anybody else in my life. And right. so that sometimes is the best, like a biased opinion or yeah. unbiased opinion, sorry, is like yeah. what yeah. you need in that moment, right? Like yeah. you need the tough reality and truth to be told to you. Yeah. Completely. I needed to be called out on things that I needed to work mm-hmm. on. And then also getting that unbiased opinion when I would just share things and they would maybe point out things about that person or patterns that I fall into that maybe people in my life have also called out to. But I'm like, well, is that shaped because you saw me, you know, coming home crying and all these other things that you're just protective of me? So, of course, you're like, 
yeah, screw that person. You know, yeah. you're so much better. But then actually hearing it from someone who has no idea what this person even looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, that this is actually this behavior and this mm-hmm. is not healthy and you need to set this boundary and work on that. So, um, yeah, it's extremely helpful. And then I will just say outside of therapy, the one thing that has helped me is just uh, my family and friends. Like I I am the fifth of six kids. Um, oh, wow. Three of my siblings are married with kids now and I, I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. And friends too. I mean, I just could not – have like I yeah. cannot be where I am without them. I mean, truly cannot. And you'll learn more about like very special stories in the book with that. But Aww. that that I have I I just I could not have done it alone. Right. And to have that support system is amazing because there are people out there that don't have that. Yeah. And then there's also people that have a, an amazing support system, but that like kind of brings out like the true colors of people, like who's like truly in your corner, like when these things happen. And I think like yeah, like breakups, death, whatever, like really bring out like the best and the worst and the people you thought were like your biggest support system Mm -hmm. in life. And like, are they really there for you when you are in a time of like crisis almost? Yeah. Um, Because that's definitely something that we've experienced with like friends or even some family members. Like for mm -hmm. me, like whenever you are going through something that's like hard or like things don't go your way it's really you're really able to see who is actually on your side mm-hmm. versus somebody who's like outwardly presents themselves as somebody who's on your side because you help so, their image or they're using yeah, you for some reason yeah and so uh it's it's a very unique position that you find yourself in when you are going through something because at the end of the day like it's your trauma that you're going through and like you're really the only person who's like gonna be able to do yeah. the work but it's always very interesting. Like you do see who's really in your corner. And then also you, I feel like you deepen your relationships with like your friends mm-hmm. or your family members whenever something like this happens because they are able to offer a perspective that's unique because like like you said earlier, like they were still part of that relationship or or, or whatever because they're part of your life because they love you. So like oh, yeah. it's interesting when you do go through things like that because like it's affecting them too. And also like you just learn a lot about like the people who love you. Right. So like you mentioned there's a lot of people that did help you, but were there people in this process that kind of shocked you that they weren't there for you as much or were they all just like, we got you. Like, let's go. He sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say that the people who were in my life prior to meeting him, mm-hmm. absolutely there. Amazing. No, um, completely. I, and above and beyond what they needed to be. And um, I think there were people that I had met through him. Mm-hmm. Um that I definitely thought I would have heard from and I still to this day haven't. Yeah. And I, I I don't know if that's because of something that was shared on his side of the story right. or what that may have been. But that has also been a big thing for me to learn to let go that like I don't need that yeah, from them. It's exactly. on me. Yes. It's on me to heal. It's on me to forgive. Mm-hmm. It's on me to find that closure. Nobody owes that to me. Exactly. Yes. Um, but I will definitely say that there were, there were absolutely people that – and. Again, I think it's from that side. It's nobody that I knew prior. That, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was it was hurtful. I there are lots of people that did not reach out um, that I had definitely invested in their life and mm-hmm. in their well being and cared for them on such a friend level or even a you know a family level um, that I just didn't hear from. Yeah. I, and and not even that I 
and now looking back, it's like I don't, I didn't need to, right. but I, and you, and I understand people just might not know what to say, yeah. and I get that, but I have just learned that it's also okay to just reach out to someone and say, I have no idea what to say, but yeah. I'm thinking about you. Yeah, literally, and that has been fine. Or just, hey, how are you? Yeah, like, yes, and I have, so yeah, and people in my corner who. I have known for years that was even the response. Yeah. Brothers who like couldn't reach out right away and had to give themselves a day and they just were like, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they but were just I'm giving saying me a hug. something. Yeah. And that's what it was. And yeah. so that was missed. And and I think people too, like we gotta give other people grace for that. Yeah. And, like, 100%, and I yeah. but it's also taught me so much too about like if I see someone going through something, it's like, hey, how you respond will have mm-hmm. an impact on them. Um, and so much of through this situation, like the decisions we make and the actions we take have lasting impacts on people. Yes. So it's not even so much for somebody who has gone, been on the receiving end of going through something really difficult. But if like you're ever in a position where you maybe have to make a call and do something like that, to think about it mm-hmm. and to understand that like the decisions you're making have that impact. And yeah. so it's for both sides. But yeah, there definitely were people, but um, nobody that I was – super close with and nothing that I'm losing sleep over. So we'll just right. say that. <laughs> <laughs> Still, like, yeah. I mean, especially because you moved to a whole different place to be with him. I'm sure you were building, like, friendships around you there. Mm-hmm. And, like, it just didn't happen, like, overnight that you're like, oh, we met him. I met her yesterday at the bar and she didn't reach out to me. Like, of yeah. course, it's not like that. It's yeah. like someone that you, like, like you said, like, you were investing time and, like, attention into. And, like, that's just as hurtful as, like, losing the person or, like, the situation. Like, that hurts too because at the end of the day, like you could still be friends with that person just because you're not friends with him. Yeah. yeah. Or, or in a relationship with him or whatever. Like, yeah. But I, I really think that like when you, or like when shit happens in your life and you're at your worst and something happens, like it really just like shows who's in your corner and like also kind of like helps you reallocate your energy towards that person mm-hmm. too. Cause you're like, like you said, like, reaching out and like I'm gonna remember that forever like the person that reached out to me yeah. and just gave me a oh hug. completely like that's something that well I will never forget so I, I do agree to that but when you're at your lowest um where was like the light in the end of the tunnel and like for us we would assume for this it's like writing this book like that kind of came with it but like where did you kind of start to see like Mary again oh, I don't know if I have like an exact moment it's been it has been and still is like such a journey to find mm-hmm. like I call it my Mary spirit because that's what like my therapist <laughs> point is because I was sharing something with her and she just started laughing. She's like, I feel like I just got like a little bit of your spirit. Like oh. I really understand. I was like, yeah. So that's like kind of what I've coined it as yeah. now. I'm like, yeah, my Mary spirit. Um, gosh, that light at the end of the tunnel. I think honestly the biggest thing was I wanted to get to a place where I could forgive him. I it's mm. It is so much energy to hate someone, yes. so much energy to – and to be sad is okay, but I just found myself, I was like, I'm losing lots of sleep over this. It's starting to bleed into other parts of my life. Right. And I was like, if I fully want to move on, and I think the thought too, like I would just come back in my mind, I was like, what if I ever ran into him one day or heard from him one day? Mm-hmm. Like I want to be able to like be in a spot where I could confidently say something to him and I would want him to know, like if he ever read this story, that like I do still deeply care about him and like right. want what's best. And I... I wasn't at that place, obviously, at the beginning. I was very hurt and for <laughs> understandable. As I should be. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna <laughs> no say that. No justification. Yeah, here. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to justify those feelings. Um, but I, I really wanted to get to that place. I wanted to be able to forgive because I don't think too that it 
I was I would never be able to move on to another relationship if I had this grudge. Like mm-hmm. absolutely you can forgive someone and I'm never going to forget it. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the reality. It's going to shape me forever. It's going to shape who I am in future relationships. It's going to shape me so much as a mom one day. Like completely right. and it will shape and who even you are my the next partner and yeah. Yeah, my future husband how they'll be as a dad knowing like this is possible and yeah. like so so much of that and I was like that was probably my light at the end of the tunnel that I was like I I know it's possible to get there and it's just I'll get there one day mm-hmm. um but yeah there wasn't anything like major I would it say it was like a yeah. day you woke up and like, yeah. this happened so yeah. so this you getting into like the book and like kind of starting to write this and like through that process like how did that all start for you and like kind of how did that help you in this healing journey. Yeah. yeah. So I think it kind of started off. So the way that breakup goes down and everything, I'm laughing because it is like <laughs> there are moments where like that didn't happen. Like that that's not real. And I'm like, no, that is actually very real. Um, yeah, where the breakup takes place and everything. And I laugh about it because it truly feels like I was in this like rom-com movie where you're like, that can't be real. So that kind of inspired me. I was like, I want to turn this into something entertaining one day, which mm-hmm. truly is what the book is. It's yeah. it's pure entertainment. It's fiction. It's it's not a tell-all in any yeah. way. It's inspired by a true event in my life, but it is not. Every detail is not true. And so that kind of kicked it off. And then it really, as I got into it, then it became a healing process for mm-hmm. me. And right. that was also, as I started doing that, it was like a few weeks before then I had that moment where I was like, oh yeah, I definitely need to go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> and that process, um, in terms of just like getting it done, it was it was a lot, it was a lot of accountability in the program that I went mm-hmm. through to help me become an author. I'm so thankful for them and um, New Degree Press for taking a chance on me. But um, yeah, I mean, there were just, there were times I was like sitting in a coffee shop and I would just start crying because mm-hmm. I'm like reliving this and it's right. told from yeah. Alice's perspective. And so I will say the emotions that Alice feels are exactly what I felt. Mm-hmm. And so I'm having to relive that, like the moment where I am go home that first night and I'm lying in bed and I'm having, because it's, you know, you want the reader to feel what you're feeling because right. that's mm-hmm. a good book. And right. so I'm like, okay, I got to point out every detail. And, and that's so, like, you have to dig deep there too because like that's something that in your mind you kind of like, yeah you're like i didn't want to think about yeah like i don't want to keep reliving this but also like i'm sure by doing that it was actually helping because you were getting back you know into those emotions and able to feel them in a in a different light i guess because you were like writing it and also giving like this character her emotions Mm -hmm. yeah completely so i would be sitting there and i'm just like you know typing out i'm like i'm crawling into this ball crying this Mm -hmm. pain like my my flesh is on fire. Like I don't even want to be in my own skin right now. Mm. And and I'm sitting there and I'm writing this. I'm like, I can't believe this happened to me. Like I'm and and then there's also this doubt of like sharing this with the world. Will it be received well? There's yeah. there's a lot of anxiety and fear around that. I right. mean to be vulnerable in that way, it's scary. And that's also why when the breakup happened, I I didn't open up about a lot of things to my family. Mm-hmm. And just this past week with the book launch and just getting some of people's like initial responses from it, it was it was good, but it was overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. And I had called my mom and I just started crying. I was like, this is so much for me. It's like, it's almost like too much emotion to handle. And my mom was just like, you know, I think this is 
this is all the stuff that you didn't really open up about when the right. breakup happens. Mm-hmm. Like you would talk about the logistics and things you needed to do and people are like, how are you? And you're like, oh, well, you know, I've obviously been better, right. but I'm fine yeah. um, because I'm like still leaving, living and breathing and have a great family yeah. and friends. But um, this is this is truly like me opening up to so many people who watched That's me go through it. Yeah. And it is vulnerable. It is. I mean, to say like, to be on the side of like, I, I love someone and I – got hurt and yeah. but I'm picking myself back up and <laughs> I'll probably get hurt many more times but yeah so that process it's it's so freeing but it it was it, and it still is it still is scary I mean yeah. it's out there for the world to see anybody mm-hmm. yeah. made it so that's yeah inter- so like how did you get into writing a book because like you you didn't come from like an author background like you're mm-hmm. not a, a journalist or anything so kind of yeah. what like brought you into like or inspired you to write a book about this. Like you said, like you kind of wanted to make this like a haha fairy tale like yeah. movie, but yeah. What brought you to that specific moment where you're like, I could write a book? Totally. I've always wanted to write a book. So it's been on mm. my bucket list. Awesome. And um there were so many moments like uh my ex and I we would have like these dreaming days where we'd like go have coffee and we'd sit down and talk about like our dreams and write them down. And writing a book was always one of them. and I like felt it in my bones. I was yeah. like, I'm gonna write a book one day. Had no idea what it would be right, about. Right. Also, very much felt like him and I were together for like this bigger reason. I would talk about it. So I was like, I do you, don't you just feel that? He's like, no. Oh. And I was like, well, now I know why. Um, <laughs> that makes sense to you. <laughs> it makes sense to you. Uh, now I understand on my end. Um, but no, it's so great. Um, and so it just it kind of it it came together. I had a friend who went through this program. And um, they help like first time authors get published and just kind of, you know, kick off this writing career. And she introduced me to it because she had just gone through it. And I once I was like, yeah, let's do it. It, it just – you're in it. Like, yeah. Yeah. they're like, hey, you're starting this. And they're like, by the end of the year, if you meet all your deadlines and um, the publishing company, like, gives the green light, like, they see your story as something worth sharing, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you'll have a published book. And so you're just like, okay. Oh, and shit, it, and every, every moment, like, yeah. even just submitting that first manuscript or, like, picking out the design covers and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's like the girl with a torn veil. And I'm like – Everyone's going to know and it's also like that's – my name is on that. That's like also forever tied back to me. Yeah. And so there were many moments where I was like, do I want this connected with me for the rest of my life? Mm -hmm. And that was also a big decision too because there was lots of moments I was like, am I doing the right thing? And I would – you can ask my mom, my best friend. So many (laughs) times I was like, are we sure I should do this? Like, yes, you need to do it. So Yeah, but like you said, like you felt it in your soul that this is something that you have always wanted to do. And I think that's so inspiring to a lot of people and mm-hmm. really, like, for lack of better terms, like, fucking amazing that you, just, like, <laughs> you were like, let me just take this and run with it and yeah. see what happens. Because, yeah. I mean, the podcast, even for us, is, like, something where it's, like, we feel like this is what we should be doing, but, like, who knows? Yeah. So yeah. We're here for the ride and let's see what happens. Oh, yeah. Like, and, you know, it's it's kind of that same feeling. And, that, and that's also terrifying because, like, it is. also it, it along is. Along with the vulnerability, like, yeah. it's just terrifying to put yourself out there. I was just to about to say that, yeah. something that's, like not your typical standard way of life right like not just going to your nine to five to make money and going to the gym and going to the grocery store like this is something different that most people don't take the chance of doing yeah like I mean chances are most people aren't gonna write a book in their lifetime you know what I mean so it's something that like is I mean it would obviously be way easier for you if you didn't do it and so I feel Mm -hmm. like looking looking 
like somebody externally looking at your life, it's like they're like, oh, yeah, she wrote a book. But you're like, no, I fucking wrote a book. Like, I, this is like I, I love the way you said I, that. Yeah, like, like I did this and it's not a typical thing and it's different than what most people do. And it's not conventionally something that like everybody's going to mm-hmm. stumble upon cross writing a book in their lifetime you know what I mean so it's very unique and it's also very like uh speaks a lot towards like I feel like you mentioned earlier like just like the type of person you are like you're the type of person who's like okay like I like doing all of these things at once and like you know doing things and keeping myself busy and whatever but it's like it's also it's a like commitment and it's not mm-hmm. something that's oh, yeah. easy and I feel like externally looking in it's like okay like whatever right, but exactly also too. it's like you know the work and the grind yes. and the oh yeah because yeah. <laughs> it's not your full-time job right like yeah. that you're like I did this with my free the little free time I have mm-hmm. I put into like creating something and that's like something I just we can kind of relate to because yeah. we, we also like create this podcast in our free time but it's like because we're like there's something bigger out there than my nine to five and so I think that's just something really unique you know that a lot of people don't get to experience and so because like, the they're, fact t- that they're also scared took to advantage so. of that yeah exactly it's like the fact that you were like you I mean you mentioned you're like I don't know should I be doing this should I not and everybody was like no like you should be doing this and it's like there's certain types of people who like they that's like meant for them. And I think this is definitely something like regardless of what the situation was, it's like writing a book seems like it was something that was meant for you to do like for forever, especially having a dream about it and going through with it is just awesome. Yeah. And I mean, I I look at this, like this podcast that you guys do and like everyone, I think, especially nowadays, everyone's like, oh yeah, we should start a podcast. Like you're sitting with your friend and then it's like, okay. And yeah, maybe you buy like a mic or two, but look at this studio. It is all decked out. Like it's amazing. And so I'm like, you know, and to like go into something and not also like half-ass it as well. And that was the same way with the book that I was like, if I'm going to write a book about this, I have to be fully committed. And there were so many moments when I would like my first, and the, that's why this program's so amazing. I had I had a developmental editor who helped me throughout and I would, you know, write up a paragraph and she's like, would just comment, dig deeper. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And she's like, no, dig deeper. I want to know what you were feeling completely on the inside. I want to be right. able to experience that myself as a reader. I want to know what the room felt like. Was it blurry for you? Was it bright? Did mm-hmm. you feel your skin like burning up from embarrassment? Like all these things. And so it's, it's difficult and it's vulnerable, but yeah, I think so many people talk about it and it's also like, if you're going to do it, like full send, yes. do yes. it, you know, because yeah. that's the only way it's like people are going to be able to resonate with mm-hmm. it and it's, it's got to be authentic and I think, you know, I, yeah, just keep admiring your guys' studio because oh, it's so cute. Yeah, <laughs> you're so cute. I'm like, yeah, you guys totally but get really, it. really like, yeah. for you, like the book, like you said, you have to dig so deep and like we already brought up like having to sit back in those moments and just like really relive it like vividly and now writing about it vividly like that had to have brought like so much clarity to you also on the situation oh yeah no there are lots of things that like as I was writing and I just had a friend today on the way here she was like wait did this actually happen I'm like well yeah yeah and she was like I just didn't know that I was like oh yeah and there's so much I obviously leave out in the book right, because it's not a tell-all about our relationship yeah um but yeah there's so much to yeah just unpack and right and so to me that like brings us like to your next step like the clarity of the book and all the things you've done like running and you know self-care and all of this like you've done 
the work on yourself for yeah, this you situation. Put in the work, yeah, you yeah. really did put in the work and you should be proud of yourself. You really, really <laughs> Thank should. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. But like now that you're like, I would say in a prime of your life where like you are a different person than you thought that you were at 23, 24 when this was all happening to you. Um, like kind of what do you see like next for yourself? Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. And like relationships, like is this like the end city for you? Do you think you're going to go somewhere else? Like career, all that kind of stuff. Oh man. Well, <laughs> okay. So before I answer, I do want to say like coming back to like having people in the corner because what you were just talking about, like how it is such a big deal. And I thank you guys for like, you know, boosting me and being oh, like, this is a big deal. You should. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Because I have so many times where I just like haven't like, I'm like, yeah, I did it. Like I wrote a book, but like I've had friends who like I haven't talked to in years reach out to me like, no, Mary, this is a big deal. Yes. You right. need to celebrate it. And yes. so I just want to say, like, if you don't have people in your life that are, like, cheering you on, you have the wrong people in your yes. life. Like, you agree. Yes. You need people That's in your life who are going to be there with you to celebrate your highs. Like, yeah. I think it's – you can look at people who are there with you through your lows, and I think that it that can almost be, like, misconceiving because it's, mm. like uh, – People sometimes like misery loves company. People want to know what's yeah, going on. People so like true. that. Mm-hmm. But then it's like when you get to this point of celebrating a high, like who is there with you? Who right. is like genuinely cheering happy you on? You and yeah. it's like reminding you like, yeah, you did that. You yeah. should be proud. So I just wanted to like plug that in real quick because you no, guys could talk about that. I was like, truth, it's so important. Because I, I like that point because we also brought up like who were the people for you there at your lowest and then to look at it on like the flip side of looking at people who are there in your highest moment is yeah. just as valuable. Yeah. And then to also look for you to look back and be like, these people were here in my lowest and my highest. Like oh, that completely. is that those are my people. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, we talk about it all the time. Like, it's like, also I feel like as much as we don't want to admit it, but sometimes like it can feel like people kind of don't want to see you win. Mm-hmm. Oh, and completely. so like for us, like even some of our closest friends, like, since putting out the podcast and like working on it are I don't know like not as enthusiastic about it as we had maybe had thought mm-hmm. and so yeah it's so true like you you do realize like people like a sad story and they like to be like the shoulder to cry on but it's like the people who truly cheer you on when you are winning and like like you said, like are validating the fact that like you did that and like are celebrating it. Like those are the people who like you should always surround yourself with. Oh, completely. And so the friend who introduced me to this program, like I tell her all the time, like it can be easy, like especially she had just wrote a book to be successful now. I'd be like, I don't want to share that. Like this was the gem I found. Mm-hmm. Yes. It could have been so easy for her to hold on to that and be like, yeah, you know, just go find something, Google yeah. it, you know, <laughs> yeah, you just, just got to do it. it real fast, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and no, she introduced me, she got me in, and so that's, I mean, that's massive to share mm-hmm. that, and that's so much of what this program and the professor who leads it, he says, like, we are always consuming content, and everybody has, everybody should be contributing to that as well. Right. So there's enough space in the world for it, like, yes. you, like, yeah, like to bring people down, it's like, it's such a waste of time. So mm-hmm. I was like, I just had to plug that in because no, it's such I an important moment so when, much, yes. yeah, this shit happens. Like you mm-hmm. want people with you at your highest and your lowest. So yes, um, exactly. completely, yeah. Um, but now, okay, the question was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back to <laughs> Like the- now that like, I would say like, we feel like you're probably like in your prime of your life. Like you are doing things you never thought possible, AKA the book. <laughs> or like you, you know, it, this is not the journey that you initially had written in your mind, right? Definitely so. not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like now, like in the next steps that you're taking in your life, like how do relationships look like? Like what does living in a new city look like? What does your career look like? Because I feel like you have a completely different perspective 
now than you did then? I do. I do. And I will say, I mean, because I'm now in such a different place that I'm like thankful I went through that because now it feels like I can take on anything. Like even when like the smallest thing happens, I'm like, it's going to be fine. It's Mm -hmm. not going to matter because even this thing that was so life altering that stripped me of my future that I had envisioned and dreamed of. Right. I'm still okay. Like, I'm still able to bounce back. So I'm like, all right, whatever comes, comes, Mm -hmm. and whatever doesn't, doesn't. But I also, like, know, like, if I want something to happen, I know that I can make it happen. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is up to me. Like, I'm not going to stumble upon the next person. Like, I have to work on myself. I have to, like, reach out. It's There's been a lot of – I struggle a lot with confidence, and then there have been some areas where I've, like, really picked up on that confidence and been like – well, yeah, if I just want to go for it, go for it, like with guys or anything. Mm-hmm. And then if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Like there's right. mm-hmm. there's just going to be another guy down the road and it's fine. Like yeah. it's, there's – Really? Yeah, it, there's <laughs> yeah endless supply. So um, – but I guess I'll start – So true. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start career-wise. I'm, I'm – we've talked about this, but I'm super happy with where I'm at. I'm under such great leadership and I think I still need that. Mm-hmm. And it's so fulfilling, the work that I get to do and the yeah. relationships I get to build with my coworkers – so I don't plan on leaving that anytime soon. Oh, I love that. Um, but I also don't plan on like stopping writing. So yeah, I good. and there are lots of things that have sparked the you know second book idea and some yeah. people are like what's next? And <laughs> I would absolutely love to write another book. Um, and it's great because now I get to tease men in my life that I'm like, you will be book number two. You're, you're, like, Taylor, you're like Taylor Swift. <laughs> I was like, you're like Taylor Swift. You're like, you don't want to be the next inspiration, honey. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you will be the next David. <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs> Um, no, I've definitely, I've joked about that. And, but you know what? It's so funny. Like some guys I think like that. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's an ego boost. Like you would yeah. write a story about me. And that's I'm like, true. oh gosh. Of course so then that those are definitely yeah. the guys. And I'm like, no, you're the one who's going to be like the mailman in my story. Yeah. Like, you're going to be a supporting character in it. You're <laughs> yeah. not going to be the main event. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I'll find, trust me, I will find a way to make digs in the book that <laughs> nobody will understand except for you. Yeah. So trust yes, me. I've, I love that. It's the same thing like Taylor said, like, you know, we, there's, like, this whole thing about the scarf, and yeah. everyone's like, what? And then now it's, like, all piecing together. And at yeah. the time, everyone's like, okay, like, what does this mean? And then mm-hmm. it's not until people go digging. So you know, I the whole that. world yeah, hates it's, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. So that's know. true. I yeah, mean. so <laughs> so career-wise, that's it for me. Um, also, love living in Nashville. And I know my family probably doesn't want to hear that, but yeah. I don't see myself going back to California anytime soon. This okay. is yeah. – I really feel at home here. Um, I really feel like I'm meant to be here right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's going to lead to other stuff, I don't know what, a relationship, job, I don't know, just community yeah. in general, great. Um, I'm just along for the ride, but I love it. Um, and then <laughs> relationships-wise, I mean – I'm single, so we'll yeah. just say that. But um, I, I'm, I mean, I'm dating, and mm-hmm. I've also, you know, I've put myself out there. I've already been hurt several times. Obviously, not at this level or extent. Yeah. Um, but the relationships piece is going to take a while. I, right. I mean, the trust and everything is, it's difficult, and mm-hmm. I think. I'm learning so much about what I thought I always wanted is like mm. maybe not what's best for me. Yeah. And there's so much back and forth. So like it evolves like your type oh, or yeah. like we talk about this all the time, like your type evolves as you get older. And yeah. like and like the things that you thought you wanted out of a relationship mm-hmm. change like, I mean, all the time. And so yeah. I think that's the fun part about dating, though, is like yeah. you, you get to learn all of those things and figure it out. Oh, yeah. And And like you said, like when you were engaged, you were like, I mean fairly young at the time so like now that you're able to like get in the dating game like Mm -hmm. a little bit older you have like more perspective and understanding of kind of like I don't know maybe what you're after versus like 
I don't know when I was dating in my when I was like 21 I was just like I, I, would I had no idea to the guy that I met at 21 <laughs> I don't want to know where I would be I'd probably be in jail yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think I, I honestly would be in jail yeah no I would it would not be a good scenario no it like, would be bad so. yeah you know, the, I will say the biggest thing that I have learned is that I used to think so much about what I wanted that person to be. Mm-hmm. And that was the biggest lesson from this breakup. I really, I had this guy on a pedestal so much so that everything he did, I was consumed in. He ruled my life and everything. And I allowed that. And so I've now become so protective of my energy and who yes. I am because I don't want to have to go through that journey again of finding my Mary spirit. You know, yeah. like it's here and I want someone to love me for that. Mm-hmm. So it's very much shifted to how how do I feel about myself around them? And I don't know. Are yeah. you as big into the Enneagram at all? No, that's totally fine. No, but like I'm... it's actually interesting that I'm not because I feel like that's She's something. like, oh my gosh, you need, witchy. you need to get into the Enneagram. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm big into astrology. What, what, so, what, uh, what are you? I'm an Enneagram three. So we are like the achiever. So we are very like image conscious. Mm-hmm. And so I realized like and there have been times Googling I've gone. right now to take the test. I know. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> you're going to need like 30 I've, minutes to do I've that. gone on and I have. I've gone on dates and I have felt myself. I'm like, I leave and I'm like, I just put on a facade for that whole two hours. Like mm-hmm. that's actually that's time. actually not me yeah. at all. Yeah. And I didn't feel like I could be myself. Like I felt like I had to like hide certain things or sit a certain way mm-hmm. or even thinking about the preparation work that I do to go into a date is like, yeah. is that healthy? Yeah. Probably not. Like right. this guy met you when you look trashed. Mm-hmm. You can, anything you do is fine. Right. So um, yeah. And you want them to also like fall in love with just who you are and your spirit. And because then otherwise, if you're not being yourself, like when that's you, gonna eventually yeah. bleed out or you're gonna just become someone that you hate and you have to love yourself. Yeah. Right. So it has completely shifted that I'll say like anytime I have really caught feelings for someone since the breakup, um, it's been because I love who I am around them. Yeah. Oh, I love and that. that's big. And, um, but then that also is really hard when it doesn't work out with that person mm-hmm. because you're like, man, I was really vulnerable around you. I really let my walls down and you didn't like that. So it's hard mm-hmm. and you have to like learn how to bounce back from that and just accept that it's not always a you thing, it's a them thing. And you're just not what they're looking for. And that's okay because there have also been plenty of people I've met that I'm like, you are such a great guy. Just not the guy for me. Yeah, hard and differentiating that is hard and like kind of through growth and growing up, like you realize that a lot easier. I would say, Mm -hmm. yeah, than my seventeen-year-old self. Oh, one (laughs) hundred percent. Yeah, no, I was. Yeah, I was. Yeah, no, we don't even have to go down that road. (laughs) Uh, yeah. So I guess one of the questions too that I was going to ask, but I think you kind of just answered it, is like now that you have put in all those work for you and you've become like, like you said, you got your Mary spirit back and you're like vibing and living life for yourself and not for somebody else. Like what are some like the boxes that you like need to be checked when you do like enter into a relationship or become vulnerable with somebody you kind of spoke to like, I need to be able to be me. And like, that's a big thing. But is there anything else now like that you do have a very, strong sense of self that you like are like okay I need this to be there for me to want to move this into something more serious yes um that is the biggest thing yeah that I want I need to make sure that I'm myself around Mm -hmm. them that's like the biggest thing 
Um, I need to feel supported in my career. And I just, Mm -hmm. I realized that too. Like I am just someone like, I'm always so goal oriented. Like I'm never going to not be training for a run or trying to achieve something else at work. That's just, that's who I am. And I need someone that is okay with that. And I understand that's intimidating for men. It really Um, is. Yeah. Like when you are like doing shit for yourself and like, you're like, I need you to support me to mm-hmm. do that. Like a lot of times guys get very intimidated by like women who like have their shit together. Yes. They do. And it, so it's going to take a very confident, confident. man to yeah, be with definitely. me. Yeah. Um, and it sucks because I do just like, I love like showering guys with love. And I, mm-hmm. we were talking about this off the mic before yeah. the episode, <laughs> but I was like, I totally fall victim into doing like girlfriend duties long before me even considered being yes. girlfriend in it. Yeah. And it's like I'm shooting myself in the foot because they're like, well, I have you as a girlfriend. I don't have to like commit to it. Yeah. Right. So it's it's hard. And um, so that's a big thing too. Another big thing is just someone who really loves my people. Um, mm, I Especially so after going through something like this, I uh, the respect and love I have obviously like for family right. and friends is just – massive Mm -hmm. and I need someone who can adapt to just like different life situations I mean I think especially since I have and I've had to do that like I need someone who can pivot and who isn't gonna give up when like the going gets tough yeah and just in general life because everything happens out of our control like we can only control ourselves yeah shit (laughs) happens you can only control yourself and so that's such a big thing that like I need someone who understands that Mm -hmm. and is okay with it and then I think also someone who is just I don't know, still loves me after everything I've been through. And I think my story is intimidating for men too. I think people hear that I've already been engaged and I think their first thought is like, oh, she's looking for something serious. And it's actually like very far from the (laughs) truth. Like I – you're like, I I'm finally I getting to not, do my dating in my 20s. Like, I want to, like, have fun too. Yeah, yeah, I am not in any way looking to settle down yeah. and get married. I'm I, I'm sure, like, I feel like I would probably meet a guy, and I'm sure he's probably going to want to get married a lot sooner than I am. And I can tell you, like, <laughs> even the idea of, like, planning a wedding again oh, sounds God. horrible yeah. to me. I'm like, I'm totally okay just eloping and, like, calling mm-hmm. it a day. Like, listen, the I thought feel that of, my sister just got married. And, yeah. like, listen, it was a great day. I loved everything. But the stress and everything leading up to it I'm like just let's go to Hawaii and just make this thing happen like you know what's worse than planning a wedding unplanning a wedding (laughs) so yeah like I've done done both (laughs) I don't want to do another one again but I could deal with planning a wedding again but I don't want it to be anything big so yeah but I think those are kind of the core things I mean I I will say like my boxes you know you have your Mm -hmm. boxes that you want to be checked and I will say my ex-fiance checked a lot of my previous boxes in so many ways to a point that I was willing to just sacrifice so much to be with him because I was like, I met this person. They're perfect. They fit everything. And it's, it's so different now. So. Mm -hmm. Right. I love that. (laughs) Well, is there anything else you want to share about this experience, this journey, the book? Where can you get the book? Yes. Yeah, wait, so, yeah. yeah. T- plug plug the book one more time because we need to figure yes. out like where people can like order it. Yes. Or, yeah. Let us know where we can get it. Yeah. So the book is titled Unveiling Alice. So obviously Veil, Wedding Veil, it's unveiling her. Um, <laughs> we love a play on words. Yeah, we love it. Um, and it's available on Amazon. So that's where you can purchase it right now. Awesome. Um, I post a lot on my TikTok about the book, mm-hmm. um, a little bit on my Instagram. So my Instagram is at Mary Crocker and then my TikTok is at Mary Crocker 5. Um, but I mean, this story really is like, I don't, 
I know it has such a girly cover, and you're probably looking at it thinking, like, this is only for, like, girls. It is, and maybe only girls in a twin. Not true. Like, Mm -hmm. my grandma even read it, like, in one night, Mm -hmm. and immediately was like, I just, like, couldn't put it down. I wanted to keep reading. I wanted to know what was happening. And so I think it's truly for anybody who, like we talked about so much, if something happens out of your control and you're feeling like, what the heck, like, how do I – and you're wanting that control, just coming back to the thing that you can only focus on yourself. You can only control yourself. Right. You can't control other people's emotions, um, their actions. And and it's also, it's fun. It's lighthearted. Like yeah. I said, you're going to laugh with her. You're going to cry. You're going to be wondering what's real, what's not. Mm-hmm. Um, that is probably a secret I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you'll be curious about that. But um, yeah, I mean, that's the big thing. And then, I mean, I want to know how people, like what they think about it, mm-hmm. how they feel, if it's, if it's connected you to a story in your life and you resonate with that, I want to hear about yeah. that. And I want people to read this and feel empowered to own their story, especially I was talking with a girl and she was like, I'm actually going through something that it, like I have felt like I've been, you know, back and forth mm-hmm. with making this decision because I've been worried about the shame and the humiliation right. that would come with making that decision. And she's like, but just saying how you've owned it, it's true. I mean, I was like, I had to go back to my hometown and be like, yeah, I basically got dumped. Mm-hmm. I moved to this new state for this guy. I told everyone it was like, no, this is it. I'm, yeah. It's going to work out. We're going to get married. Right. It's perfect. And it didn't. It blew up in my face. Right. And um, But there is beauty in the comeback. And so I just hope people feel that when they read it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I am excited <laughs> to read. Like, I know. No, like now like sitting here and just like being with you and talking all I this I keep through, looking. I'm, like, also, I guys, know. the cover is like beautiful, the, the cutest <laughs> thing ever. And you mentioned like the running. And I was like, ah, the running shoes. Like I see yeah. it. There's, <laughs> and there's like other pieces of it. Yeah, my sister read it. She was like, I, mm-hmm. did, I was wondering why, you know, that was on the cover. And then I finished the book and I was like, Got it. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but Ooh. I yeah, I keep I keep snagging a look at this book and I'm just like, I just want to read it right I now. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for coming on. This oh was so exciting. Yeah. It was one probably one of the coolest experiences we've had so far. Definitely. Oh my goodness. No, it's been so fun, like just finding you guys, and mm-hmm. I obviously love listening to your guys' episodes. So, you know, yeah. anybody listening, keep listening. This is such a great podcast. These girls are so authentic and just adorable. Um, and I, I will just say for you guys, like, this is something, like I said earlier, you guys are not half assing this. Yeah. Like, you guys, oh, thank you. the preparation, everything, I just appreciate it so much. So, well, thank you yeah, for I taking mean, a chance on we me. Appreciate we appreciate you. Yeah. We, appreciate, we, we definitely appreciate you saying all of that. And yeah. I like, like you said earlier, it's like always nice when people like are validating, like, the work and the yeah. thing that you're putting in and so yeah i mean everybody go pick up a copy of this book and you can get it on amazon and we will definitely Alice. have links yeah on yeah. stories um everything for mary will be in our show notes as far as like her instagram her yeah. tiktok even the website for the book everything will be there so it'll be easy for you guys yeah. to go get it also show notes uh just to remind people because some people don't know what that is that's literally just a description so wherever you watch or wherever you what wherever listen. you listen to the podcast <laughs> if you just click on show more on the description like that's where it'll all be everything there. that's what the show notes are okay i had to say that because somebody asked me the other day they're like what the hell is this show notes so i was like <laughs> oh, oh my it's gosh. just the description yes yeah, so i'm like how do you go get your discount codes and you listen to a podcast that's always <laughs> always like, in the show okay notes. i know it's there yeah. yeah yes so everything for mary would be in the show notes it'll also be on her instagram mm-hmm. um but that was another episode of society 97 i'm yeah. kelly you can find me at kelly Red K on instagram 
And I'm Emily Starnes. You can find me on Instagram at Starnesy. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. We are at society97.pod. We also are on TikTok. We post a lot of videos over there. And we are at society97pod on TikTok. And uh, make sure to like and review yeah, yeah, the yeah. episode, especially on Apple Podcasts. Because we're doing a little giveaway for Apple Podcasts. And also on Spotify now, you can rate the podcast. Yep. Anyway, we'll see you guys next week. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.